Christian and the social order. This is section 15 of the Baptist Faith and Message. Um, this evening, I'm going to do something a little bit different than uh, the last time I got to preach through this series. Last time I went line by line through my little section, and uh, this time I'm going to do slightly different. Uh, I, we're going to be looking kind of at two different texts tonight. One is our Baptist Faith the Message. We'll be looking at this a lot. And the second one, we're going to be in uh, Colossians chapter 3. Um, and I mention that passage because I think that it exemplifies or at least complements this section of the Baptist Faith and Message um, really well. So if you have your Bibles, please open to Colossians 3. Um, we'll be looking at the first well, parts of the first 17 verses there. While you're turning there, though, I'm going to read um, our section of the Baptist Faith and Message, the Christian and the social order. It says this, all Christians are under the obligation to seek to make the will of Christ supreme in our own lives and in human society. Means and methods used for the improvement of society and the establishment of righteousness among men can be truly and permanently helpful only when they are rooted in the regeneration of the individual by the saving grace of God in Jesus Christ. In the spirit of Christ, Christians should oppose racism, every form of greed, selfishness, and vice, and all forms of sexual immorality, including adultery, homosexuality, and pornography. We should work to provide for the orphaned, the needy, and the abused, the aged, the helpless, and the sick. We should speak on behalf of the unborn and contend for the sanctity of all human life from conception to natural death. Every Christian should seek to bring industry, government, and society as a whole under the sway of the principles of righteousness, truth, and brotherly love. In order to promote these ends, Christians should be ready to work with, with all men of goodwill in any good cause, always being careful to act in the spirit of love without compromising their loyalty to Christ and his truth. Now, to complement this passage, um, I'm going to have basically three main points to summarize this, and we're also going to see these main uh, points in Colossians. So these are the main points, and then we'll read Colossians. One, here's this point. Uh, your life as a Christian is not your own. You don't get to set the agenda. Your life is not your own. So this is the second point. You must oppose or abstain from, or turn away from certain things. You must oppose certain things. That's the second one. And the third is, you must always do one thing. So now, um, as we go through Colossians, we're going to read through here, and we're going to see it mirror a lot of this, and we'll basically use the Baptist faith and message kind of as application of our points here in um, Colossians 3. So, now we'll read through Colossians 1, uh, at least 1 through, excuse me, Colossians 3, 1 through 17. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. 
On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and we have put on the new self, which is being regenerated, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving you, excuse me, forgiving each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, so we have these two texts. And through them, I think we see these three main points. The first one again is this. Your life is not your own. We use this type of language um, a lot. Like, this, this, this is not mine, or Christians specifically use this type of language a lot. Uh, in fact, even here in Colossians, it says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Um, do we really mean it? In Galatians 2.20, he says, I, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So do, do we really mean it when we say that um, I've died or that I now live in Christ or when we say Jesus is Lord, do we mean it? Because if we do, then we have to recognize that our life isn't ours, right? Here's what the Baptist faith and message says here at the beginning. All Christians are under the obligation to seek to make the will of Christ supreme in our own lives and in human society. So that's first. This is our first little point. It's a small one, but you are not your own. We, the, these things that we oppose coming next and these things that we must do are because we belong to Christ Jesus. He is our Lord and we are to serve him with all of our hearts. Now, so number two, we must oppose certain things. Uh, if you're reading through the Baptist Faith Message, I should say this. Now that I've read through it all the way, I'm kind of skipping around and hitting the highlights. Um, just letting you know. It's, it's a long passage. I don't want to read it over and over. Uh, we must oppose certain, certain things. Here's uh, part of it. It says, in the spirit of Christ, Christians should oppose racism, every form of greed, selfishness, and vice, in all forms of sexual immorality, including adultery, homosexuality, and pornography. All of these things should be put away from the Christian. Uh, Colossians here in our same passage, it tells us this, some of the same things we should put away, right? For verses five and parts going through 11 tell us that we need to put away things that are earthly in us, is the word it uses, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, 
It also mentions anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. All of these things you should put away from yourself. We shouldn't lie to one another. You see, before Christ, you all and I, we were unable to quit any of these things. The anger, the wrath, the malice, the greed, the selfishness, sexual immorality, racism, you and I were helpless to it. Helpless. We were sinful. Our sin dominated our lives and we had no ability whatsoever to overcome it. But now, you are to put on the new. You're to put on the things of Christ. This passage in Colossians tells us that we should put on this new self, which is being renewed into the image of our creator. You see, where you were once unable to escape them, you were unable to overcome or escape these sins, now, in Christ, as you trust in him, you have the power, you you bear the image of the creator of the universe. You have the Holy Spirit within you and within his power. It's upon his power that we are able and we are commanded uh, to put these aside. So what does any of this have to do so far? What does opposing certain things have to do with us in human society or in the social order? Well, you could sum it up as this. Avoiding these these things is a way for you and I to love our neighbor. Christ Jesus commands us to love our neighbor. Now, often, many of these things society will think and embrace and maybe even celebrate, but we cannot do that. Christ, one way that we love our neighbor is that we avoid the things that we know are unloving and unkind and hateful and hurtful in the world. But we can't just avoid stuff. And this is where I think when it comes to the Christian in the, certain, in the social order, we must do specific things. One thing in particular that this passage in Colossians and I think um, the Baptist faith and message here tell us, and, this, and that is this, the one thing that you must do, you must always make Christ's name known. No matter what you go and do tomorrow morning, no matter whether you are going to work whether you're going to school, whether you're staying at home with your children, whether you are going to the grocery store, going to a doctor's appointment, it doesn't matter. In all things, you must make Christ's name known. As a redeemed child of God, your life's work must be to praise his name in every way possible. This is what um, the, the Baptist Faith and Message says towards this end here. It says, all Christians are under the obligation to seek to make the will of Christ supreme in our own lives and in human society. Methods, means and methods used for the improvement of society and the establishment of righteousness among men can be truly and permanently helpful only when they are rooted in the regeneration of the individual by the saving grace of God in Jesus Christ. I'm gonna come back to that second statement here in, this, in just a moment. Colossians also has... Uh, has something to say about us making Christ's name known. Specifically, 3.15 and 17. 3.15 says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Ruling, not be there, not be sitting beside or lightly nudging, but ruling. Is Christ ruling in your heart? 
It's his peace within you. Verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, when I read that, I ask myself a pretty simple question. And it's this, what do I think everything means? Everything I do tomorrow, will it be to make the name of the Lord Jesus known? Will it be giving glory to him and giving thanks to God the Father through him? That is what you must do. Now, I think there's one very very clear way that we can do that. And no matter what you do tomorrow, and I think this is what the Baptist Faith and Message is getting at uh, as it talks about making true and permanent change in society and in life, and that's this. We can make the name of our Lord Jesus known. I think better than any other way is if in everything you do, you set your heart out to make sure others know him. Specifically, not just the name of Jesus, but hear the gospel. In fact, that's what the, our Baptist faith message is trying to tell us. That no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter what system you use, whether it be setting up rules or laws, whether it be voting, whether it be anything, nothing, nothing, nothing will make permanent and lasting change if the people that we live near we live by, we live with, don't come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord. He, and only he, can change hearts. He, the regeneration, the new life, this new self that we're talking about here in Colossians, if they don't have that, they will not change. And if they will not change, society will not change. If you want to change society, don't worry about Tuesday. It doesn't matter. What matters is Christ Jesus. Does your neighbor know him? through your family members, through your sons and daughters, your moms, your dads. Now, I say it doesn't matter, but I will add this. I think it makes it pretty clear in here that Southern Baptists believe that we can, in fact, bring about good and real types of change in, in society, right? Uh, it mentions every sh Christian should bring a couple of things, industry, so your jobs, government, uh, that one's pretty clear right now. I don't think we need to explain there. Society as a whole under the sway. In all things that you do, you should be biblically, biblically informed. Are you treating your job, your coworkers, your boss, the people who work under you with the love of Christ, that, that, that way they might come to know God? Government, you and I have a unique opportunity, if you haven't already, on Tuesday, uh, it's, it's a pretty unique opportunity in the course of human history to vote. I don't care how you vote. In fact, I truly could not care less. But I do care that however you vote, you are letting that be informed by the love of God for your neighbor. That can look a lot of different ways. And then society as a whole it just kind of sums it up. Christian, you Christian, when you look around and you see other people, you see other societies, do you think... How can I make true and lasting change that will benefit this person for forever? I hope you do. And the answer is this. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them. I was um, somewhat nervous a couple weeks ago when I realized uh, what topic I had to preach on uh, to a Sunday before an election. I didn't realize that I had done that. 
<laughs> but as I found out, and as I, my anxiety increased a little bit, wondering, what have I done? Um, the more I prayed and thought about this, um, I, I came, I guess, across this uh, one thought through in, in prayer, uh, one reminder from the Lord, and it's this. So let me give you some encouragement right now. Uh, and this will, this will end us here, end our sermon. Christ reigns right now. Christ is sitting on the throne. You and I are anxious for Tuesday. We, we care, right? All of us care. We care one way or another, but we care. Christ right now, he is seated on the throne. You see, no matter what, no matter how you vote and no matter the outcome of the vote, you and I, will not stop the Lord's plan. Um, no matter what, we cannot stop the judgment of the Lord. Whatever he has decreed will occur. Now, I, like I said earlier, I believe a Christian can and even should love your neighbor by voting. But don't put your hope in that. Put your hope in this, that Christ reigns and if and his kingdom even is advancing. He's not a politician who is waiting for uh, a bunch of others to pick and choose and we'll figure out if he gets to be in charge. No, he's a king on his throne. And even right now, all over the world, his kingdom is advancing. And how is that happening? Like people like you who go and talk to their neighbor and tell them about Jesus. If you want to change society, be a part of that kingdom because Christ does that every day and he does it by changing one heart at a time. Let's pray. Uh, Father, I thank you um, for your word. I thank you for the book of Colossians and the hope we have there that we were once one way, but now because of you, because of your Holy Spirit in us, we can put on a new Self, we can put on the image of you. Lord, I pray you would um, help us to be good Christians, to be good neighbors, to, uh, to be people who do help bring, bring about blessing and good in society. And I pray that we would not lose focus, that we would do that primarily through the sharing of the gospel to our neighbors. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Thanks, Tyson.